What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome to All The Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back to All the Smoke. Jack, day three, Vegas. Killing it. It's been going well. Coming to you live from the Legend Suite inside the Wynn Hotel. Shout out both them for taking care of us. Yes, we take care of y'all. Yep. Uh, but Jack, we got a good one today, man. Uh, our brother, one of my former coaches. Yep. Just a great dude and really excited for the opportunity he just uh, has taken. Uh, welcome to the show, Darvin Ham. Appreciate it, bro. The real is back. Yeah, always. We appreciate you. <laughs> the real is back. Congratulations. Sure, Obviously, first and foremost, you know, long overdue. Uh, Ten years as an assistant coach. Um, when that Laker position became finalized, like, what'd you think? Man, I was blown away, man. It, it was uh, really a great moment. I was so tired just 
you know, my wife was with me and we ended up ironically staying an extra day in LA after mm -hmm. our interview because I just like, babe, I don't feel like getting out of bed. Mm, it's a lot. And what people don't understand, not just that process, it's just what we've been through since March 2020. Mm. You know, the COVID, mm -hmm. going into the bubble, mm -hmm. having a quick turnaround after the bubble, winning the championship, mm -hmm. having another quick turnaround to try to defend that championship. Mm -hmm. And then I hit, you know, as soon as we get eliminated by Boston, game seven on a Sunday, we have our exit meetings on a Monday. I had tested positive for COVID on mm. that Thursday. Mm. So, at the, you know, never had it throughout the whole process mm -hmm. of it, you know, appearing um, on the scene within society. But, you know, just going through all of that is just like three seasons melted into one and, you know, doing several interviews with different teams in between all that time and, you know, the process is like a team will reach out and say, we want to interview, you know, say uh, Chicago. They call it, you want to, we want to interview you. That interview may not happen for for two weeks. They just put it on, the, on the, at some point. Yeah, they ask for permission and uh -huh. then you wait for the date and then they give you a date, maybe two weeks. So that whole two weeks, Thinking. you grinding, trying uh -huh. to get your information together. Not only are you thinking about the team you're working for, but you're also thinking about the team that He's you're trying to there, right? take over. Mm -hmm. So you got to be, you know, really familiar with what's going on there. So it's it's been it's been teams, a hell of a ride. How many teams uh, Dude, re reached out to you? A lot? The Lakers was my 10th interview. Nice. That interview was, with so a third cramming. of the league. You were mm -hmm. cramming. So, uh, I mean, and this is not just, you know, in, in, in the present. It's just like through the course of me interviewing. Right. I've interviewed with a third of the league. And That's the Lakers were number 10. Uh -huh. And... and, and Rightfully so, you know, Jeannie, Rob, they believe they believed in me mm -hmm. and I'm I'm wholeheartedly uh thrilled and humbled and ready for the task because that's the first team, you know, via Mike Brown right. that gave me uh my start as an assistant right. coach. Well, let, let, mm -hmm. Let's go back there. I mean, that was uh my second year with the Lakers. We yeah. had just Phil Jackson had just retired. Uh Mike Brown came in and you you were on that staff. Um, what do you remember most about obviously beginning kind of your coaching journey, but you know, rest in peace, our brother Cove was on that team. We had a really solid team. Uh, what do you remember most about that experience? Man, just just being surrounded by great basketball minds, you know, on that staff, yeah, obviously Mike Brown, the head coach. My yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. My MB is the best, bro. You know, when I first came in the league, little sidebar in ninety-six as an undrafted rookie playing for Bernie Bickerstaff, Mike Brown was the video coordinator in mm -hmm. Denver in ninety six. So he and I go way, way back. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. Salute always. But just being surrounded by great basketball minds, because, I, Matt, I'm sure you remember, it's like we had Mike, we had Chuck, we had John Houston, we also had Quinn, Quinn Snyder, Snyder. Yeah, we had Ray Messina, mm -hmm. Phil Handy, that was his first NBA yeah. coaching job. Me and my yeah. man Phil came in together. So it was uh, it was a beautiful experience. And then, obviously, you mentioned it earlier, God rest his soul, but getting to Coach Cole right. after that plan, that the plan against him for years, mm -hmm. you know, his basketball knowledge, his IQ, pow. You know, all of those guys. Mm -hmm. I remember yourself, Steve mm -hmm. Blake, Meta. Yeah, we had a good um, team, man. I remember Meta you, when he elbowed James Harden. Oh, yeah. And he got suspended. Remember going into the playoffs. And I had to do the one-on-one -on -one yeah. workouts, so I yeah. used to spend uh, <laughs> Big, exactly. strong. Yeah, do the one-on-ones. I did all the one I'll show you a picture after this over with, big bro. Strong. Me and Meta, we, all the one-on-ones. But D-Ham used to have us do these motherfucking med ball dunk workouts, bro. <laughs> Them shits were un- but, but I tell you, I was bouncy as a motherfucker, though. But, Absolutely. man, things were a beast. Obviously, being in this L.A. 
uh, situation, you know, it's always so much more than basketball. You know, I also yeah. work for ESPN and, and, and the Lakers, the top of conversation, whether they're winning, losing. Uh, so, you know, obviously kind of preparing for having that thick skin and coming in that, I mean, that's a hot ass seat. Although it's a, it's a dream Absolutely. job, it's the Los Angeles Lakers, it's probably the hottest seat in basketball. So how do you kind of mentally wrap your head around about what, what, you know, the firestorm that's about to come? I mean, in a situation like this one, man, I, I think it's it's important, and this for everybody out there, man. When you when you take on a new challenge, like I don't see it as pressure, right. because I know myself. Mm -hmm. I know how solid I am. Mm -hmm. Like like I'm 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 universally aligned with God first and foremost. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Knowing how to show respect and love to people, but also knowing how to take a stance and not being afraid. Right. You know what I'm That's saying? That's important. So, who you when are. you know who you are, yeah. you have all the confidence confidence in the world when you go into a situation of this magnitude. Right. I'm thrilled, man. I'm 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 built for it. I'm ready for it. I know, you know, I'm I'm sort of an extroverted personality, but in the way I live my life, I'm really introverted. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think they're gonna find that about me. Find that out about me. You're not gonna see me, you know, at the hot spots and doing mm -hmm. all that that nonsense. Yeah. You know, I really yeah. like the grind. Mm -hmm. You know, I got everything I ever got out of life. I got it out the mud mm -hmm. and uh, washed it off and turned it into a jewel. Mm -hmm. So that's not leaving me no time soon. Right. Until it, it's only gonna leave me when I leave this earth. Mm -hmm. I mean, LeBron, AD, Russ, your big three is, is a big three. It took a lot of heat because AD's been unhealthy. And I think, obviously, we all know he's a big key to that. But talked about, to me, individually, um, getting a chance to play against LeBron. Now, a number of years later, you get an opportunity to coach him. What do you expect from him as a coach? Obviously, he's great, one of the greatest, and he's got a great basketball mind. But what are you coming in looking for uh, looking forward from LeBron? Just the collaboration. Like, like I know where he is in his career. He's He's done everything possible it is to do as an individual basketball right. player. And, uh, you know, he's conquered everything. But, again, we talk about sacrifice. And first thing people think about is sacrificing scoring output or shots or something like that. No, sacrificing making selfless plays. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have the ball pushing it in the break, are you willing to sprint to your spot and open up a lane for your teammate? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to sprint and open up an open shot for your teammate? Are you willing to box out even though you're not going to get that damn rebound? Mm -hmm. But you're putting a body on a body mm -hmm. so, so your man can come in and, right. and scoop it up and we can get going with our pace. So that's the thing I'm thinking about. And my hat's off to him. Seeing him when he first came in the league and all the pressure that was put, so-called pressure that was put on him, he's, he's risen to the occasion time oh, and time again. And uh, he is wholeheartedly deserving deserving to be in that GOAT conversation. Absolutely. He's top five that are alive, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I'm thrilled to be able to coach him and uh, going to try to learn from him, going to try to show him what I see mm -hmm. and uh, hold everybody accountable because those are three words I stand on and live by. Gotcha. It's going to be even more so with this team. Competitiveness, gotcha. togetherness, and accountability. Mm -hmm. Same yeah. with Russ and AD. Yeah. Like, I'm thrilled to coach Russ. Yeah. They they try to dump on Russ, right. but I'm like, dude, that was one of the things that got me excited about this job. Mm -hmm. As well he as a dog. He, yeah, yeah, totally. He's a dog. He and I have had a great, great rapport since I took taking over the job, man. Just text messages, phone calls. Dennis, like, mm -hmm. I, I locked in. I cornered his ass uh, outside the elevator over at the Encore. <laughs> so yeah. he and I had a great conversation then. So, um, you know, we all we all know what comes along with this business, man. Yeah. People mm -hmm. throwing your name in trade rumors. Mm -hmm. 
I've been in the league since 96, man. I don't know anybody that's been on any team that hadn't had their name thrown right. in the trade room. Or right. so, been traded. Yeah, or, or been traded, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And same and, and, as a coach. Right. You know, they'll be saying they're ready to fire me, and the, the media will be saying they're ready to fire me mm-hmm. in a year, year and a half. That's so. how what's was happening with Bud in, in Milwaukee, and then he fucked around winning the championship, and Dude. now... And I'm standing there right, right by his side as right. his lead assistant, watch, right. watching him navigate right. that with nothing but grace. Right. Like, every round, we down 0-2, okay. They look See you, bud. Right. <laughs> See you, bud. And we conquer that. We yeah. conquer this. We right. get to the conference finals. Atlanta win the first game. Told you it's time for Bud to go mm-hmm. and all this. Like, And he's blocking out the noise, but you can't help but hear right. the noise yeah. sometimes. Right. You just got to stay solid, yeah. do what you do. And you will win in the end, man, every time. I witnessed it with him. Yeah. Anthony Davis, obviously, we all would put it out in the air right now. He's going to be healthy this season. Absolutely. Um, with him, I feel like a healthy, motivated Anthony Davis should be in the MVP conversations. What are you expecting from Anthony Davis on really both sides of the ball? Because he's someone that can do it the yeah. entire court. Just just to be healthy. And, I mean, because at the end of the day, it all starts and ends there with right. him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not quite... His 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 skill set is undeniable, mm-hmm. and so uh, like you said, when he's healthy, like he was in 2020 mm-hmm. in that bubble run, mm-hmm. like he's top five in the league, no easy, question. top three. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, he he's another one I've, I've had great communication, great rapport with, and I just told him, man, don't get caught up in bullshit. Headline, man, take mm-hmm. care of your body, bro, because we this this is not going to work without AD. Mm-hmm. No, you know, disrespect to Brian, no disrespect to Russ. They're going to be who they are. Right. Like, Brian is going to continue to be great. Russ is going to have a much, much better season. Um, but AD, having AD available, mm-hmm. especially with the guys we just signed, the mm-hmm. young guys, um, it's, it's, it's going to be invaluable. And he's the centerpiece to that championship table that we're trying to build. I talked to Matt. I said I want just want to say this. That's why I think it's gonna. I know it's gonna work there because you're gonna hold people accountable. You come from that cloth of of what we all had. We had to really grind. Yeah. To even get in the league and to and to make a name for ourselves to stay around. Yeah. You know what I mean. So just just that attitude and and that I have a lot to prove uh, attitude that you always had. That's what they need in that locker room. Right. You know what I mean? Because it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be no just what well, I I'm not playing hard tonight and ain't nobody gonna say no, bro. You let us down tonight. Right. You're going to let them know that. And I think, guys, guys, when you're held accountable like that, everybody play better and the team plays better. Right. You know what I'm saying? When everybody been held accountable by the top. Here's the thing, though, Jack. Like, like my approach, and I think this is where a lot of coaches make mistakes, is like they're either silly with it or they're abrasive. I'm a straight shooter, bro. Yeah, always Like, been. it's business. It's business. Over everything, like mm-hmm. when we step on that floor, step and in the buildings. And to keep it real, you can't whoop me. So <laughs> <laughs> keep it real, you can't whoop me. So yeah, I'm just exactly. gonna tell you how I feel. Keep it down for real, bro. Like I, I you know, hopefully it don't come to that. But yeah, if we have to slide in the closet or two yeah, and, right. and touch something yeah, up. Yeah, that eighties nah, <laughs> Hey, me and him was fucking around at the game uh, the other day. It went and we viral. was just bullshitting and it went viral. Talking, we was talking, you know, uh, we was talking about me. We was with Gentry. Yeah, Gentry talking about match. You need to come back, shoot some corner threes. I'm like, nah, I'm not worried about shooting corner threes. I just want to hold people in lines. I get him. like, yeah, we need someone to slap yeah. the shit up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that shit went viral, yeah. but Bleacher Report ended up Absolutely. taking it down. They loved but, it. They loved it. But it's, it's, it's just crazy. That's what this, I tell people, and you've already been in it once, there's nothing in the world like being a Laker. Absolutely. So you, you got to be on your P's and Q's at all times because there's all always times, something bro. going on around you. All times. And it's... 
something I embrace. It's going to allow me to get more rest, more sleep, because I'm not going to be doing nothing <laughs> Shit, in the streets. Right, like, yeah, right. So it's, it's, but except focusing on my team and how we can get better every day and, and build toward getting yep. back in position, being at the top of the food that's chain. That's the goal. That's, that's my whole focus, bro. Mm-hmm. And to put good guys around these players, good coaches that know what they're doing. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for the opportunity. And I also wanted to say one more thing. I know Jeannie watches this sometimes. Rob watches it. Yeah. Y'all need to hire Rasheed, man. Y'all need to hire Rasheed for real. Could really help out that locker room, that veteran experience, yeah. the OG experience, and another straight shooter. Yeah. Rasheed Wallace. We Jean- got his number if you need it. You Jean- probably got it too. <laughs> he said, Jeannie's my friend. Jeannie's your, you, yeah, why you get all buttered up when <laughs> I say Jeannie? You see? Jack got a crush on Jeannie. No, she's my friend, dog. That's my homegirl. Man, you talk about a beautiful spirit, bro. Oh, she's girl. great. Like, she's great through all of it because there's a lot oh, of shit man. always coming to her too. When I she's sat dope. in her office and we talked one on one about what they're looking for, how they want to change and, and, and get the culture back to what it was. And, oh, man. Great person. Just, it, it, it motivated the hell out of me. Great yeah, and Rob. Rob has been great to work with, yep. you know. And, and again, man, people put out false narratives, this, this, that, and the third. But at the end of the day, I take people by face value, mm-hmm. what I've experienced yep. with them. And it's been nothing but love and respect and, 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 and good camaraderie since mm-hmm. I hit the door. Dope. Thanks. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. 
So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Switch gears right quick. Uh, Saginaw, Michigan. Yes, sir. Number real ones come out of there. Kmart, Draymond, Jay Rich. Talk about your upbringing. I mean, I grew up in Sag, man. East side, Saginaw, between Remington and Holland. Right on the backside of Genesee, the main strip. <laughs> Grew up behind a liquor store and a motorcycle, a black motorcycle club, mm. and uh, my block stayed hot. Mm-hmm. My area, you go look it up now, man. It, it ain't doing too well, and it's just like it ain't even gentrification going on. It's just like they knocking down houses and just leaving the ground flat, mm-hmm. man. It's been so much pillage mm-hmm. and violence. And me being of a certain age, I'll be forty nine in another week, mm-hmm. and uh, coming up during that crack era in the eighties, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Like, born in 73, growing up with a strong community and seeing that community turn into a wonderful neighborhood um, and then just take the neighbors off and now it's just mm-hmm. hood. Um, got shot 14 years old, April 5th, 1988. My birthday. Yeah, really? April wow, 5th. that's deep. Mm-hmm. That's deep. They, uh, it, it just, it's something that just, when you go through an experience like that, bro, it, it, it really stays with you. And the biggest thing for me was just, it was the first hot day in Saginaw. Like, it was like 80-some degrees that day. And then everybody had just coming off recognizing the 20-year anniversary of Martin Luther King mm-hmm. being assassinated April 4th, 1968. Mm-hmm. So we out in the streets, mom and them at the house, send me and my older brother, Durani, out to go get a pizza. And it had to be like five, six in the six in the evening, something like that. So we uh, go get the pizza, but we forgot the soda, so we stopped at this place called Al's Market, and uh, probably leading the league in shootouts at this store. <laughs> <laughs> this one so store. we stop at Al's Market, get the soda, get out of there, and next to that, and this all a block away from my house. Mm-hmm. 
we, we, we have a church's chicken right there on the corner. Mm. So we turn on to Remington, which is a one-way going this way, going to the west side. Holland was the one-way going to the east side, my block right in the middle. So as we turn, we get in the right, left, uh, far left lane to make the left onto my block. They start clapping. I just hearing shots, right? So I turn and look toward the shots, and that's when I got hit. Mm. If I'd have just like just ducked or tried to lean over, I wouldn't be sitting here in front of y'all right now. The mm. fact that I turned and looked toward the shots, it, it ricocheted off my jaw and they took it out the left side of my neck. I was in the hospital for about 11 days. Mm. Um, it was crazy. And then that was one of the hottest summers I remember because that summer I can remember over 30 people getting shot and probably about a good 10, 11 dying in, in a city that's the size of Saginaw, which is just at that point was probably 150, 200,000 people. Um, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then the radius, then you break it down even, even further with the small radius of the east side and mm-hmm. you had north side and south side. You got, we didn't have gangs. Like they'll call them gangs because of the violent element that's attached to it. We had what I call dope boy cliques. Mm-hmm. Like people wasn't banging a street or neighborhood to defend that street or neighborhood. They was banging the street or neighborhood because they was getting money mm-hmm. on them streets in that neighborhood. It. They had to protect that. Right. So you had more dope boy clicks back then. And you know, it's a bunch of documentaries out on YouTube talking about the YBI in Detroit, BMF, mm-hmm. but in Flint, Saginaw, Kalamazoo, I mean, Lansing, it was a lot going on, bro, in them little small cities because- I went to a lot of them uh, during the George Floyd time. Yeah. Kalamazoo and all those little cities, man. And I'm telling you, it's a lot of those projects. It's one way in, one way out. Yes. You know what I mean? A lot yes. of those neighborhoods. Yes. What was, uh, I mean, obviously you told us the physical aspect, but was that, I'm sure that mental still to this day sticks with you. How did that change you as a person at 14 years old? It let me know I wasn't in control. Mm. And then <laughs> what, when it got darker for me was the following summer, I lost one of my closest road dogs, my, my brother, my god brother. We grew up in the church together <clears throat> and Things went, things go for different people I go in their life. And he got out, he was outside off the porch, a little active, and he ended up getting killed that next summer. Mm-hmm. My man Shaka Yule. We same age. Mm-hmm. And he got hit eight times with a with a shotgun. Damn. Walking down his block trying to go to the store. I had to be his pallbearer, one of the pallbearers. And when you're 16 years old and you're putting on those white gloves, you sitting in the first time ever. God rest the day of my dad, he died in a car wreck in 92. Um, but that was the first time I seen my dad was brolic, just worked with General Motors, was in the Air Force, just strong dude. It was the first time I ever seen my father cry. Mm. And uh, to take that casket, roll that casket out of the church, put it in the hearse, take it off the hearse, put it on the straps to go on the ground, and that's your man. Like, and then you know that just happened to you. Like, could have been you. Like, it could have been me too. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it just made me want to try everything. It made me... Wanna, it actually made me want to go to the military because I knew that was a direct way out to go see the world. I wanted to get as far as I could mm-hmm. away from Saginaw because the violence was kind of getting out of control at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we lost a lot of cats. My man, Terrence Marsh, I'm still tight with his sisters, Erica and Adrian, uh, to this day. Like, he got killed over... Uh, man, it, it's... Mm-hmm. I, I think about how it bothers me, bro, like, how we just don't value our life yeah. and, and just this disconnect between whether it's ageism or whatever. The old ones don't want to talk to the young ones because they just assume they ain't going to listen. And you have so many distractions now via social media, cell phones and all this other stuff. 
to where they don't want to listen. You know, people seeking new information constantly, but it's the way you control and redirect that information that's being received. Delivery. By these kids. Your delivery. Your delivery, man. And we got to step the hell up, man. It's, it's too much. I go it's back tough. to our neighborhood, bro, and it's just like, it ain't nothing to help. Don't nobody come outside no more. When I was growing up, man, you see girls doing jump rope, we playing football in the field, guys hooping at the park, somebody cooking, if I out on the porch and doing whatever, you don't see none of that now in these mm -hmm. neighborhoods no more because now it's just hood. Yeah. There's no more neighbors. Mm -mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no more neighbors. It's just hood. And that's a problem that that's we need to problem. fix. Well, I was I was just thinking about a lot of stuff you were saying, bro, and I just wanted to touch on like they actually want us to be afraid of the areas that we come from and not go back and show the people what they could be. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's a big problem too. Yeah. Because as you know, we grew where we grow up at, we only know what we see. Right. So and we always see is the drugs and, and shooting. We see the same things. Right. So when we make it out of that. And the trauma of dealing with that, you know, as a youngster, to, to make it to where you at now, it's nothing that can that can take you. It's nothing you can't handle now, right? Because you've seen the worst. Yeah. So that's why it's imperative that we go back to these areas, bro, to show these kids, hey, I'm from here, but look where I'm at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It didn't. It it didn't. It didn't make me be a worse a worse person or make me just fall in love with the with everything that's going here and ruin my life. Right. I'm the same person. So it's imperative that we go back because their whole goal is to make us hate the areas where we come from, yeah. to continue to take over them, take the house and push everybody out. Right. And that's the plan. And a, lot of, and a lot of our people that make it are falling for it. Absolutely, man, because they don't have information, man. The biggest thing, like, it's cool to go back, give away turkeys and give money to different organizations. Like, my wife and I, we have an organization, Urban Youth Development, and we got, we got an official uh, 501c3 license back in 2006. So that <clears throat> Draymond mentioned it on his platform, he mm -hmm. came, him coming to my camp. As a little kid, mm -hmm. I w we, we were doing and, and still like the COVID is kind of throwing it off because we just did one in Milwaukee before all of that hit. We do free basketball life skill camps. So while I'm doing basketball, my wife's an educator. My wife, D, she's an educator and she has them in the classroom talking about social media responsibility. We have uh, uh, conflict resolution sessions. Mm -hmm. We invite the parents in. You know, they sign off on different topics that we're going to talk about for they, with their kids. Mm. Um, I had a chef come in and teach the kids how to be responsible in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Had a martial arts teacher come in, teach them self-defense, as well mm -hmm. as they're doing basketball. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the camp Draymond went to in Saginaw. I had Jason Richardson, another Saginaw guy, came back, spoke at my camp, and... Larry Johnson, shout out to him, Magic's older brother, his mom, they all came out, supported, and all of that. And this, back when I was with the Pistons, mm -hmm. and it continued and carried on. So when we get together, bro, it's not so much about the money and the gifts, it's the time. Presence. Yeah. And Your sharing presence. the information yeah. in That's a proper it. fashion. Mm -hmm. Being there with an organized team, and you may have to have a team of, you know, uh, grief counselors. You may have mm -hmm. to have a team of, how to how to start your own business online. Like, that's the stuff we need to do. Mm -hmm. Like, like giving away stuff is cool. Like, like I'm, I, I would never downplay that or frown upon that. But it's a higher level we can get to in terms of fixing our neighborhoods and, and first and foremost, fixing our people. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's the type of time I've been on. That's why I mentioned, you know, Beverly Hills, Malibu. We, hey, we love everybody that love us, the right. Lakers and black people as a whole, for sure. Me personally, I'm speaking mm -hmm. as an individual man. 
But I want to tap back into Compton. I want to tap back mm. into Watts, mm. Inglewood, South Central, a Hawthorne, conversation can change. Just one conversation can change a lot, bro. And you come out there with a with the right support group. Yeah. Not the right diversified support group, mm-hmm. man, that will bring healing. Like I said, you just can't have, oh, this he sold a million records, or this dude, yeah, don't work he like got 20,000 points. Nah, this person done helped over 100,000 people because she's he or she is a grief counselor. Mm-hmm. This person right. has shown 50,000 people how to start their own business, mm-hmm. where you can develop uh, monetary outlets for yourself and the people that's around you. That's what we have to do mm-hmm. in, our, in our communities. Imagine. That's what we have to do. When did hoop come into the mix? Late, man. You know, I only played one year of high school basketball at Saginaw High, same high school as my man Draymond. Mm-hmm. And uh, one year of junior college, and I was at Texas Tech for three years, and then I was in the league. I remember the Texas Tech days. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> you, you, you play any other sports? Football. Football was your Real first sport? Football. I had to stop, though. I, I, my okay, grades, man, you look man, like a motherfucking like bully out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, he's probably that size in seventh grade, huh? Tommy Shepard always tells a story. He's he's current uh, president of operations for the Wizards. And he was in Denver with Bernie mm-hmm. my rookie year. I had the Cowboys and the Chiefs calling me, man. Mm, I could they came and scouted my games. I actually did a pro day at Texas Tech. Mm. So, yeah, it was... What it was, position? <laughs> what position did you play? Tight end. They, yeah. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I grew up playing on defense, mm-hmm. but... They wanted me yeah. to play tight ends. Yeah, athletic, sick, big, strong. Yeah. yeah. Me and Antonio Gates, I was running him from time to time. Dope. Antonio Gonzalez, like, yeah. like they were in Swiss places. Uh-huh. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. I remember them Texas Tech days. Because I'm from Port Arthur. Oh, yeah. Right there. Texas Tech. UGK, baby. Oh, man. I remember Texas Tech days. <laughs> y'all, had, y'all had it bumping out there, man. One year high school, one year Juco, three at Texas Tech, and I'm, I'm an undrafted rookie. In the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere, bro. <laughs> <Most> Lubbock. <laughs> Dust storms and cow manure. Yeah. Aroma. That's it. It's aroma. an acquired taste, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer that cush aroma, but you can have that. <laughs> yeah. That's in the middle of nowhere, yeah. man. Yeah. All them schools like that. Blend. All them junior colleges. Midland, the Juco, Odessa. All oh, that's that. the one on from the show, from the movie. Odessa. Yeah, the football yeah. team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How many backboards have you shattered? <laughs> Just one. I just broke one. a lot of rims, but just shot at one board. That was impressive. At the right time. Yeah, at right. the right time in the tournament. At the right time, man. Talk my, about that. My man, Jason Sasser, bro. Shout out to Jay Sass. His nephew, Marcus, is a hell of a player. Plays at the University of Houston. Marcus Sasser yeah. is his nephew. Um, my man, Jay Martin, our point guard from Inglewood. Uh, he hit... He hit Jay on on. Oh, you had Jason Martin as your PG? That dude, that was our PG, bro. I've been knowing Jay for over 30 years. Yeah, shout out Jay Martin. That's the homie, yeah. uh, Jay went, uh, hit hit, hit Saz in the post, and Vince was guarding me. Antoine was guarding Saz, and Saz threw up a right jump hook. Vince went to go double, and I had a straight line right to the rim, man. Mm -hmm. Just caught the offensive rebound. And then the rest Break is that history, motherfucker bro. down too. And that actually tied the game up. Like we was going back and forth, and I think that m- might have made it sixteen to sixteen. They had, they had my man who I'm gonna see later on tonight. They had Jeff McGinnis. They had uh, Antoine Jameson, yes. Vince Carter, mm-hmm. Serge Wicker, Shaman Williams. That, that Carolina Damn, team was strong. Nice. Yeah, Calabria, mm-hmm. Don. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they, they, they had a they had a strong strong squad and. We had Tony Batty, myself, Saz, J. Mark, Corey Carr, mm-hmm. uh, Coy Smith, Janae Cook. We had we had a pretty tough squad too, but yeah. it was one of those things, man. We're going back and forth. But when that happened, shit, we had to stop the game for 45 minutes, go wash the ice glass out the out our back. We had to take mm-hmm. showers. And um 
My man Corey came out and went on a, a, a three-point barrage. Mm -hmm. Corey came out and hit like four straight threes, man, just opened the game up. We ended up winning by 20, 92 to 73. And, and they drug tested me feverishly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be on something, right? Something right. Everything came back clean, kids. I was just on steak, milk, and broccoli. Yeah, that was that's it. Steak, milk, and broccoli. I man. mean, you've had a, you've had a, a, a obviously a, a chance to play at the highest level and play yeah. for a championship, but that NCAA tournament is special, oh, ain't it? Dude, that shit is when so to go dope. home. Ooh, that shit is so dope. It's not like a playoff series, nah, bro. Everything's on one. There ain't no tomorrow. Game. And you know how basketball is. Yeah. Some swings. nights it might not be your night. Them swings and Do runs. Do everything right, but them shots don't yeah, go in. Yeah, it's a whole different ball. And now man. you got Belmont beating Kansas or something like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh -huh. it's intense. Yeah. Tell me about when y'all was getting ready to go up against AI in the tournament. Ah, oh, dude. Same tournament, right? We saw, yeah. yeah. That, that's who eliminated us. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. saw him. We got the Atlanta. We got the Atlanta. We had to do practice and media. And I saw... They probably, I don't know if they remember this. It's so long ago, man. But I saw, I had just got done doing a little interview, and I was just walking past these guys. I saw AI walking with Othella Harrington and Jerome Williams. And I'm looking like, dang, bro, these dudes tall as hell. That's some good dunk bait right there. <laughs> <laughs> good dunk bait. <laughs> good wait. Some good dunk bait. But Al, man, like that was some of the best college basketball ever that year because you had, I think Ray was in UConn mm -hmm. and you had Al. Like it was, it was a lot of guys around putting in work. And uh, we went and played the game. You're talking about physical. Like it's like John John Thompson, God rest him, had nothing but these Africans, bro. Mm -hmm. And he was coming off three, four at a time off the bench. <laughs> yeah. And they pressing the whole game. Jahidi White, yeah. uh, Bubakar Al, Victor Page, Page um, like just Othella, they just hitting you all night. And, and Chuck's just cooking. Chuck cook well, Jason Martin was guarding. Jay ended up fouling out, but he was they was putting him on the line. Yeah, we couldn't yeah, touch him. Yeah. We couldn't yeah. like don't no no disrespect to, to AI or nothing. He's he's one of the greatest. But that particular game, we could go back him. and look at it, we couldn't touch him. <laughs> he got all his basically damn near all free throws. Mm. So mm. <laughs> we did a good job. We just kept fouling. Yeah. They kept blowing the whistle. We didn't think we were fouling. Yeah. It is what it is. We had, and then it's funny because you look at some of these college scores now, and they're like in the 50s, 40s, and 50s. That game, we lost 98 to 90 in regulation. Yeah. And I mean, so you had just showed you the type of talent. Pace. Yeah. yeah. High pace game. It was going. So after a successful college career, you go undrafted, uh, bounce around your first two seasons, head overseas. How did you stay positive uh, and focused before you, know, before you really got a chance to find your footing in the NBA? I just knew the work, man, I was putting in. You know, it's a legendary scout, my man B.J. Johnson who uh, passed away a couple of years back, worked for the Rockets his entire career, used to help work out me. And I, my roommate, they came out of Texas Tech a year before I did, a guy by the name of Mark Davis, um, got drafted by Minnesota. But in terms of myself, again, we talked about it earlier, man, like having almost lost my life right. in my neighborhood, a block mm -hmm. away from my house, and then seeing what happened to my man, like, I was like, dude, it, this, it's, it's going to figure itself out at some point. I just got to keep putting in the work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never came into this game feeling like I was old anything. Like, I wasn't the top sixth grader in the nation and nothing like that. I didn't come through that <laughs> AAU system. Right. We just, again, we just got right. out the, out the mm -hmm. mud, man. So it, it, it just, I knew it was a matter of time. And my aunt, who was a uh, 
parole officer at the time in Houston. She's since retired. She was living by herself, wasn't married, no kids, had like a three-bedroom crib. So I would go down to Houston and work out in the summer times at Fondy Rec Center, at Westside Tennis Club where the Rockets was practicing at that time. And uh, playing pickup with Sam Cassell, Robert Ory, Nick Manick, all these who's who of basketball. And me and Sam Cassell got real tight and uh, stayed in touch. And so when I got back from Spain, Sam had worked his way into a position with George Carl to where George would let him, like, bring a player in, like, bring a player to Summer League, <laughs> trust a training you. camp. I trust, like, I trust you, right. you. Yeah, who, right. anybody out there you think we should be, you know, looking at? Mm. He mentioned my name. And so... Uh, Shout out to Sam Cassell, man. He allowed me to establish myself and get my footing under George Carl and play summer league in Long Beach. And our team was Jerome Poo Allen, Skip the Malou, Ray for Austin. Skip. Myself, Track the Trailer, and Tim Thomas. Rest that was our starting five. That's a hell of a summer Beach. league team. <laughs> God damn. So, and, and, and we, we did well. I did well individually. And, uh, I mean, I went to training camp. There were no more guaranteed contracts left. And uh, I mean, no, no more spots. Every day at fifteen so guarantees. Had to somebody out. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was this this tall white kid, uh, Paul Grant from University of Wisconsin. I think it was Wisconsin. He was from, and I had to beat him out, beat him out. And they yeah. and he had they owed him like I think two or three more million dollars guaranteed mm -hmm. money. And shout out to George, man, George Carl. He man, waved him and gave me that spot. And that's dope. Y'all had a dope team. I mean, Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, yeah. Big Dog. How yeah. nice is Big Dog? Because I don't think he gets enough credit for how just skilled he was. It's crazy, man. I hope they put his number up in those rafters in the, in, in, in the Pfizer form at 13. some point, bro. Like, he, you know, Big Dog, man. He the first one that, man, and you know, again, information, right? And and people could put something in your brain that sparks your brain, and they bust through a ceiling that everybody gets the benefit from from that point forward. And, Dog was the first one talking about 100 million. Mm. You remember that when he was coming out? Not like, even a question. <laughs> what you want, dog? I want 100, 100 million. And now look where we are. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Pushing up on 300 million. Hands down, man. You talk about a man that averaged 20 points per game for 10 straight years, bro. <laughs> His first 10 years in the league. And I still talk to him today. He's down in Atlanta chilling, um, doing very, very well. Um, going crazy in the weight room, um, still busting down a couple of tracks or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still, still living in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why I, I got to get with yeah, you. Yeah, you got to find I'll yeah. give you his number, man. Yeah. Big Dog we, in the A, man. We need Big Dog well. on the show. We need you, Big yeah, Fella. Yeah, sir. Yeah, man. Big Dog was a problem. Totally. And, and you know, Ray was cool, and, and Sam, obviously, that's my brother. All of them my brothers, man, and... That was just a beautiful experience, man. Just even Skip and Michael Red and Tim Thomas, mm. like them dudes. That was a young Mike Red, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That was a good time. Yeah. That was a really That's good a time. That's a good team, man. That's yeah. a lot of talent. 2001 playoff run in Milwaukee against AI and they knock you out again. You yeah. got to deal with AI again. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was crazy, man. But I think it was like a game six. Was, was the Eastern six? Finals, right? I know you like got yeah, down, yeah, yeah. But but this it's a key element in this in this this story. It's like Scott Williams, who were, who had a hell of a playoff run individually for our team. He's another one that was on that team, and he had a flagrant foul, which he didn't get thrown out of the game for, but got suspended for Game Seven. Mm. And you know, playoffs are about matchups, like, <clears throat> and that's that's the thing I think. 
that's always uh, made me stand out with coaches. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really about what's best for the team. Cause that year, we played T Mac and them in the first round, and that's when it was best of five. We ended up beating them three one. Uh, we played Charlotte, I, and I didn't play to the end of the last two games really of that series, that first round in two thousand one. Then we go to Charlotte. They got Mashburn. That young BD, too. Young BD, yeah. um, Ricky Davis, Slick Eddie Rick. Robinson. Yeah, my Flyers. Eldon Campbell, Otis Thorpe, DC was on that mm-hmm. team, Derek Coleman. I start that series. They need somebody to guard Mash. Mm-hmm. And we get up 2 0, boom, boom. We get to Philly. We, we end up beating Charlotte in seven games. We get to Philly, and they got Tyrone Hill and all these, the Kimbe. So, Again, I go to a more reduced role. Scotty and Irv are doing their thing. Sam, dog, dog missed a shot that really could have sealed the series for us going back to Milwaukee that he's made in his sleep, just short baseline jump. Mm-hmm. But again, fast forward, and Philly was playing. They had a Eric Snow and um, Rajah Bell, all these guys. You know, they had, they had a strong team around, built around AI. And uh, once we got to the game seven, Scotty had been suspended. We got word he was suspended. I mm-hmm. started, and me being an energizer bunny, they know I'm going to do boom, boom, boom. I, it, it was crazy. I got three straight fouls in a row. <laughs> like, we in game seven. I mean, they elbowing. They, we throwing. They ain't calling nothing. But then three whiff fouls in a row. So I'm out of the game immediately. Here come uh, Jason Caffey, and we try to compete. But by that time, man, it was just... It was such a dark cloud just based on Scotty's suspension. It, it was totally unfair. And I guess the league thought they did what was best for, you know, what was right at the time. But we, we felt like we got screwed a little bit mm-hmm. in that situation. But uh, it was crazy. I, I, you know, just for AI. And they limped into that finals against the Lakers, man. Yeah. They were banged up. Stole game one and then now, blown then out the rest of the way. Yeah. And, like, and we, that year, our 2001 team in Milwaukee, we had beaten the top four teams in the West. We had beaten the Lakers twice, San Antonio twice, Utah twice, Sacramento twice. So we we felt like we'd have got to the finals, bro. That was good. Gonna be yeah. a problem. Yeah. So a lot, a lot, a lot of things are for a circle when it's meant to be. Yep. You know, you come back and you win a championship. Well, how was that feeling? Man, extreme. That was even more gratifying than winning one as a player. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. The thing that made Detroit beautiful in 04 was the, the type of team we had, um, the camaraderie, the brotherhood amongst all of us. Um, that that was that made that extremely special. But to actually see, you know, you put your wits on a piece of paper and then put that turn that piece of paper into court, real court activity, mm-hmm. and then uh, working with Coach Bud and the rest of our staff and. Being a lead assistant, like just and and engaging the players, you know, guys get in their feelings about certain things, whether it's a rotation or I don't know, just just they may not be playing well for stretches, and you got to go in there and you got to be that mediator because mm-hmm. Coach Bud he's got to worry about the team in its entirety and coaching his star players, and sometimes you you got people that star in their role that may not get access to mm-hmm. him as they should, and so they start feeling a certain type of way, so. Being able to be that that guy that's that that stand there in front of Bud sort of as a bulletproof vest, and um, so he can do his job and help us all and um, collaborate. It just it made it that much more special, man. To win one as a coach, bro, it's like everything we hammer out in these coaches' meetings and having the right team and 
it, it was it was phenomenal, bro. It was it was way more gratifying. And knowing that I had been there 20 years previous right. in 01, and we came up short in Game 7, Eastern Conference Finals. And then to also know that they hadn't won a championship in 50 years, mm. since 71. Mm -hmm. So you got all these blocks of time that, that, you know, just incrementally just making, you know, steps toward uh, reclaiming that ultimate goal and it was the NBA championship. So it, it was beautiful. I love the city. The people treat me with, with you know, hold me in the high regard, treated me treated me like a king, still do for, to this day. And um, it, it, it's been great. The last four years have been great. I think one thing you touched on that is underestimated and not everyone can do it and is another reason why I think you're going to have a, you know, it's, it's going to be a grind, but it's going to be a real grind is because, that communication that you had, yeah. that the, the bulletproof vest you said you had to be for Bud, there's not a lot of people, like you said, they'll, they'll either sugarcoat the bullshit or they're they're too, you know what I mean, they're too much. That middle ground and your your ability to be able to communicate with players, I think, is a lost art, especially because these kids are a lot different than we were. Oh, yeah. Way different. So oh, yeah. to be able to understand how to talk to each of them different, to get the best out of them, to get them to be on the same accord, is really a, a special gift. Absolutely, man, because, I mean... You can ask Bobby Portis, you can ask Brooke Lopez, you can ask Chris Middleton, you can ask PJ Tucker, hell, you can ask DeMarcus Cousins. I'm gonna shoot straight. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna shoot straight, man. Like, I don't know how to do it no other way. And again, it's not gonna be silly where I'm trying to sugarcoat what I'm trying to say through comedy or sarcasm or anything like that. And it's not gonna be abusive or abrasive where I'm trying to tell you, you know, you ain't shit, you this, this, that, and the third. Nah, it's gonna be a business conversation, mm -hmm. you know, built around and based in fact. Live and direct. Live and direct. Why you, dang, coach, why you on me? Come on, come sit with me. Hit the remote, let's mm -hmm. watch this, this film. This shit don't lie. Mm -hmm. Shit don't lie. Now, am I, are you seeing what I'm saying? Because if you're not, and you, it's blatantly right there on the, on the film. <laughs> we have a bigger problem. Not, not yet. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm Because now you're delusional. Facts, <laughs> facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. It's, 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 a difference between being disagreeable or, or disagreeing, I should say, and being delusional. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, there's certain times where you can like, oh, well, coach, I don't know. I don't think. But if it's something that's just blade, you just turning and walking back on defense, not getting back, or you just letting your man walk right by you, mm -hmm. get off his rebound, put back, stuff like that is just like, come on, fam. And, and, and again, just because you disagree doesn't mean you have to be disagreeable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's that's the other thing, man. Communication is key. Huge, man. It's so, everything. There's a lack of it. Jumping back into your playing career, you get a chance to go home and sign with the Pistons. Yep. Um, a part of the best five alive. We had Sheet over here yesterday. Absolutely. Uh, what was that opportunity like to be able to go home to your hometown and win a championship? Man, it was great, man. Detroit is like being from Saginaw, Flint, Detroit, that all those cities on the same line, I-75, the highway that goes north and south through that state. A lot of friends and loved ones in Detroit, Flint, SAG, but being able to go back there with the type of team they had at that point and the history I had with those cats. Mm -hmm. Like I've known Corliss since junior college and I was in, spending some time in Arkansas playing pickup ball with him and Scotty Thurman. Scotty Thurman. Scotty Thurman. Arkansas, yes, yes sir. indeed. Shit, Corliss, uh, Corliss was Corliss. a monster. <laughs> Big nasty. Uh, just in and, and, and knowing she, you know what I'm saying, since my rookie year, 
Jeff Mechie through Jeff McGinnis. Um, that's another funny story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then becoming brothers with him as well. And, Let's and, hear the funny story. Oh, no doubt. So yeah. one, we're in Portland. This is like December 96. And Jeff, were, Jeff and I are rookies together. So I hit Jeff like, man, what you got going on? He's like, uh, I'm going to She Crib, man. It's family time. They doing a big meal. You want me to stop by? You can come. I said, nah, dude, you better call and ask him. I said, I don't want to just be showing up. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, dude, it's straight. Trust, trust me. So I said, nah, call him. So I think he reached out to him. I, he said he did, but knowing Jeff, he probably missed <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, my man, he, he, knew the, he knew the lay of the land. So we go to She's house, and then we end up leaving there, and me, him, and Jeff jumped. He, you know, she used to push that Bronco everywhere. Mm-hmm. He pushed the Bronco, end up at Gary Trent crib. So then I forged a relationship with GT, who I just had dinner with this year in Milwaukee as well. Um, and that's how we met, and we 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 just bonded, bro. Mm-hmm. We got we got smashed that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they ended up, she'd have to take us straight to shoot around. Yeah, yeah. And that's and we, that, uh, You rookie, you don't know no better. Yeah, yeah, come on, man, I'm hanging with she yeah, was, Gary, Gary Trent. Trent. Come on, come man. on we man. G. Crick, G. Mm-hmm. Trent crib. He got the big video screen. They playing uh, some game. I'm yeah. not big in the video game. Mm-hmm. I think they were playing the, uh, the NBA game or something, mm-hmm. man, but... Dude, you talking about, and again, to just still be able to vibe and talk and communicate and have uh, just just break bread sessions with these guys, man, yeah, from dope. all the way back then. So knowing she that way, and then again, Ben Wallace, my brother from another mother, he and I were in that same class of being undrafted in 96. Mm-hmm. It was me, Ben, Chucky Atkins, Eric Strickland, and Adrian Griffin. Mm-hmm. Five guys who made them open the day rosters in 96 without yeah. being drafted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and who had been on their long career. Uh-huh. So Ben and I, you know, we met in Washington my second year in the league, you know, with Bernie and and still brothers to this day. I still talk to Ben. Ben's still doing great. Um, so in, in knowing Chauncey and Rip and Lindsey Hunter, Lindsey and I played on that 2001 team in Milwaukee together. Um, so it's just all these little different relationships within that right. environment to go along with being back at home mm-hmm. and being at the top of the food chain. Yeah. So that was that was great. It was an awesome time. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month. 
like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. How big was uh, Chance, Finals MVP, Mr. Big Shot? Rasheed did nothing but sing his praises on a very, he's a very balanced team, very talented team, yeah. but it was Chance. When you're doing construction, you have an excavation process, right? Where you have to lay the foundation and make sure that the, the land is stable. Ooh. Underneath what you're going to build, right. that was Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace built that foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, with the mentality he had, he was... No nonsense, quiet, knew how to have fun outside of the environment, outside of the building. But when you when he came in that building, business. all business. Mm-hmm. Chauncey, I would say, was the guy that you put the blueprint together and not you know how the different bedrooms gonna look, how the, where the pool gonna be at, and where the man cave, yeah. and where he gonna put all of yeah, together, where the she shed. You know what I'm saying? Like Chauncey is the guy that's gonna make that thing really pop, and that's why it all worked. And then you had Rip and Tayshawn and, you know, she, we get, end up getting she in the middle of the season, which I thought Atlanta was crazy, bro. Because when we got she from Atlanta, you was on that team. Al, Al Harrington was on I, that. Al wasn't there. But Al wasn't there yet. Jason Terry. Jason Terry was Terry there. Tayshawn, but I, yeah. I just remember y'all, like, if I said, they, when Antoine Walker, Walker was with y'all. No, we had... Uh... Antoine Walker wasn't there. It was Jason Terry, uh, Allen Henderson. Okay. Allen Hindu, Henderson, yeah. Bobby Sewer, yeah. Dion Glover, yeah. Boris Diaw. Yes. We had all, it was and all. And she, good. I'm like, if they'd have gave that a chance. Yeah. Like, she, man, it was like that. Y'all got there. It was like a wholesale. Yeah, it was cool. And I'm like, they actually got a good team. But uh, I guess Allen and Antoine them came that next year or whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah, dude, like getting she when we got him, everybody just thinking it's not going to work because he was so misunderstood. And and you ask anybody ever played with she, Love him. coached she, been around she, top shelf human being, man. Oh, yeah, and of course. Top shelf human being, man. Best. Like, like for real, straight up. So he came in, and I was kind of the conduit 
because he really didn't know nobody on the mm -hmm. team. I knew him from mm -hmm. all those years, and we had remained in contact. Y'all was good. And so, boom, I said, dude, he said, Barbara, what's up with uh, what's up with Ben? I said, dude, you're going to love that dude. Y'all just alike. Y'all personality's a little different, but y'all really just alike. Mm -hmm. And boom, we all hit it, man. Connected like Voltron, man. It was, mm -hmm. it was, it was a beautiful yeah, experience. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, four finals with the Lakers. What do you remember about playing Kobe and Shaq? They was beefing. Mm. That's what I remember. Like, they was like it was not not on a personal tip per se. But I wasn't there every day with them, but you could see on the court. Well, the energy yeah, wasn't right. The energy wasn't right. And I mean, we were we were just geeked. And I know she was, she was ready to kill Carl Malone. And uh, you know, Carl's one of the greats, and but she was ready to make his he yeah. saw his opportunity to make his mark. Tubby. And um GP, shout out to my fellow Leo. GP came and it just their mix and then them trying to play the triangle like it, it was just something just seemed a little bit off mm -hmm. with that squad. We just went out there and like we gonna lock the ass up and and do what we need to do and that's what happened. But I just remember that team, the energy around that team, in particular being you know between Shaq and Kobe on the court, it just didn't seem right. Mm. Something was a little bit off. Like they one of them had a ball, the other one ain't looking right, and oh, one of them, other, yeah. not just going that. And when you got the ball, and then he ain't going as hard. Like like mm, mm, somebody mm, blow mm. by you, and he ain't gonna come block the shot. Or mm -hmm, mm. you block the shot, I'm not gonna v back box out and get the rebound. You can you, see that. Like you can see, if you know basketball, and you know what you watching. Mm -hmm. You pick up on stuff like that quick. Mm, yeah, tough. And they didn't have an answer for Chauncey at all. At all. At all. <laughs> Yeah, it was different. I've experienced it, Matt experienced it. What was your experience and the feeling you had when that buzzer sound knowing you the NBA champion? You're the best in the world. It's the best feeling in the world. I'm telling you. It's the best feeling in the world, bro. It's just like you locked together in history, on the right side of history for all time, bro. Like, I had a saying, you know, everybody gets to make money. Very few get to make history. Mm -hmm. You get to make history, bro. Mm -hmm. That that's like long after we gone, they gonna be talking about those teams we yeah. all were a part of. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They gonna have a moment in time, and uh, whether it's coming back 15, 20, 25, 30, if you're blessed to be around that long years later, I mean that's when you really feel it. And you go back and you look at those old reels and all those. Uh, all those just memories, man. Memories that's just just yeah. sketched in the time, man. That's that's not going anywhere. Forever. You decided to hang it up in 2005. Uh, when did you know it was time? Hell, when I when I started uh, sounding like a bowl of Rice Krispies when I got out of bed in the yeah. morning. <laughs> Real <laughs> snap, crack, and pop, man, bro. Like uh, I, I knew 05. I'm like, dude, I gotta chill. Like I had seven surgeries throughout my career, Damn. bro. Like. Broke my nose twice, broke both hands, scopes on my knees, broke my foot. Shit, after I was done as a as a coach, I tore my Achilles playing pickup with my son. Mm. <laughs> so, so, just, so did he cross you up? No, no, no. I, I actually went up to block a shot, Jack. I was okay. being classic right. Darvin Hill. <laughs> being classic Darvin Hill. Went she, up block you a went shot. out your way, though. I got a little petty, though. Yeah. So this little dude, we was playing at the YMCA in Buckhead, man, in Atlanta. 
right there off Moore's Mill. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude picked my son, and it was like a tie ball game for game. And I sprinted down there, went up, and blocked the oh, shot, tore my Achilles. Bro. You blocked it, though. I blocked it. Good job. Uh, I, I went- <laughs> <laughs> he blocked it though. He had to roll me away, but <laughs> yeah, I got my last highlight. Yeah. He's so fitting. It was yeah. a defensive highlight. It was and, fitting. And you had your son back. Yeah. yeah. So he, you know, he gonna tell me, Dad, shake it off, man. You good? Shake it off. I'm like, what is a tour to kill yeah, shit is gone. I knew it immediately, bro. Damn. I knew immediately. Damn, damn, damn. Uh, favorite part of retirement, but the hardest part about just kind of walking away from the game as a player. I think the favorite part of it is just that, you know, people understand the preparation that goes into uh, trying to, you know, prepare for an NBA season, man. The the, the work you got to put into your body, yep. the constant training, um, it, it'll wear on you, man. It it, it it grinds your body down, man. And, and then you talk about the actual activity physically of engaging other bodies on the court getting hit, all those hits over time, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, football is not to the degree of football, but I think basketball is the hardest sport because it's physical and it's fast. And we ain't got no pads on. And no pads. And so, and you're leaving you're leaving the ground, like, mm-hmm. repeatedly. Right. You're jumping, you're running, you, you slide. Hitting you're the falling, hardwood, you're hitting the hardwood. Yeah, you're diving, diving yeah. on the floor. So, it's one of those things where it's just like, man, dude, like, that, was, that felt good to not have to go through that. Um, but the thing is, you just missed the level of competition. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's what got mm-hmm. me back in, like, wanting to coach and do all of that because mm-hmm. you miss that hunger. You miss being a part of something. Like, I'm a part of this situation, and we about to go show that other situation while they ain't on our level. Right. And that's the whole spirit of competing, and, and that's the thing that you miss. Fatherhood. You got two children. What's the best part of fatherhood for you? Man, it's all three boys. All oh, three. Donovan and Dominic. Like, you, you the best part of it is... Really just seeing them, little maturations. What's the age of? 30, 25, 22. You got grown-ups. I got three grandbabies. <laughs> you a grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Papa. Big daddy. Big daddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's it's one of those things, man, where it's just like, it's real, bro. Like, it's it's really real. You see yourself in these guys and the information you've given them. Like, my oldest, he's out here working summer league with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And my middle, Don, he just got hired into the Bucks. He worked in the G League with the Wisconsin Herd the last love couple it, of love years. It, love it, And now the Bucks just hired, hired him into their video room. My youngest has two years of eligibility left at uh, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, so he's going to be playing D, uh, D1 basketball. He's right down the street ball. from his brother. Yes. And cool. so it, it, it's just a blessing, man. My wife, D, and, you know, We've been together. We met at Texas Tech, been together all these years, bro. Mm. It's just... Shout she, out to she's, her. Yeah, she's That's the rock. Right. She's That's the foundation that, that, yeah. that really... Yeah. That's real. ...is the crazy glue of, the, uh, of, of everything, through ups, downs, good, bad, and different. It's, she's been a real one. She's been a real one. That's my ride or die, my life partner. Love it. Man, uh, to be able to see your kids become adults and, be, and yeah. become productive and, like, that's the best feeling in the world. Man, Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. All your hard work, you know what I mean? Like to see your kids grow and to, and to be productive and, and to do something good. Like that's that's really all you work for. Absolutely. Because anything can happen when they walk out the house any day. Anything can happen to us any day. But to see that you've done it right and protected them and gave them the right tools yeah. to be successful and to see adulthood, that's yeah. that's really what we work for, bro. It, yeah, it's, 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 just, it's, it's, it's balancing what you're telling them from a spiritual standpoint and 
a discipline standpoint with what they're receiving out in the world. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that world's voice to be louder. bigger than yours, right. bigger or louder or more mm-hmm. impactful on them yep. than yours. Yep. You have to give them, like, again, a, a good foundation. I had great parents. My mother, Mrs. Ham, Max Z, now she just got, re- she got remarried years back. But my father, Howard Ham, my mother, Wilma Ham, man, they, they raised my older brother, Durrani, my younger sister, DeToya, in the best fashion in the middle. Like, we weren't in the projects, but we weren't upper middle class mm-hmm. either. My dad worked at General Motors. My mom was a school teacher. And we were in church all the time, but that neighborhood. So when the neighborhood right got the, out of right control, of it. Yeah. When the neighborhood got out of control, we already had the equipment to kind of seal that stuff off. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, again, getting off my porch and walking the block, yeah, anything could happen, as it did mm-hmm. to me, getting shot. So it, it's it's... It's real, man, but again, your, your, your kids, man, what you're putting into your children, you got to be able to equip them. It's not you teaching them how to do something just so they won't get on your nerves. You have to teach them stuff that's going to stay with them and that's going to equip them to withstand everything that they're going to go through that's once coming. they leave your house. Yep. That's coming. Once they leave your building, your home, yep. you, that's when your teaching is going to come into effect. Mm-hmm. Not just them being quiet and doing chores and making sure they ain't too loud and all of that. No, when they hit that door, whatever you done taught them, it's got to bring true in. Absolutely. Man, this has been a great interview. We're going to finish up with quick hitters. But before we finish up with quick hitters, that's your solo camp right there. For sure. What should Laker fans expect from your Laker team this upcoming season? Competing at a high level. Again, we're going to be together. The most together team always does well, always wins at the end of the day. And accountability. And uh, we're going to be tough. We're going to be defensive-minded. That's the side of the ball where you're going to see the quickest and most drastic improvement. And um, we're going to share offensively. And, again, we we want everybody all in on what we're doing. Like, we don't want anybody that is second-guessing, you know, being a Laker or is it am, am I in the right place or this, this, that, and the third. If the season started today, I'm totally comfortable with the roster I have. Um, I love the individuals that I'm going to get to coach. I think we're putting together a beautiful staff. Um, and every day we're going to work to get better. So we're going to make sure we put a product out there that you guys can enjoy and be proud of. In higher sheet. <laughs> right, go ahead, she Jack. is definitely on the list. She is definitely on I'm, I got two more spots I got to fill. And so we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. We'll see yes, what happens. Five dinner guests dead or alive. Five dinner guests, dead or alive. Man, I have to say Muhammad Ali, uh, Bruce Lee. Mm, that's the first. Pam Greer. Pam Young Pam Greer. I was about to say, from here. Foxy Brown. Yeah. Man, who's the last two, D.M.? I would love to talk to Tupac. I would love to talk to Pac, man. Solid. And I think the fifth one, what's the kid that made Twitter? Zuckerberg? Yeah, Facebook. Oh, that's Facebook. Facebook. No, no, no. Facebook. Is Mark is it Mark Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I would I would love to have him at dinner and ask him, was it all really worth it? Mm. Mm. Was it all really worth it? Mm-hmm. And I'll ask Muhammad Ali about what he went through when they took his title. Mm-hmm. How was those two, three, four years where you couldn't compete at what you loved? Mm. Bruce Lee, like, get disciplined. 
Like, Foxy Brown, how was it being a beautiful black woman being reduced kind of to black exploitation movies and not really getting your chance at that high, high level? And Tupac, again, how does it feel for you to start one way and do a 180 and now what you're spewing on these records actually ultimately end up costing you your own life? Mm-hmm. So it would be a reason why I have these people That's at deep. the table. I love, love it. What makes Giannis different? His hunger, man. You, you, you look at his story, man. They, they, he and his brother Thanos, his family, what they've gone through, bro. He, he just that's with him forever, and he's a tireless worker. He's built like the tools he has, just physically, his length, his size, his athleticism, his balance, his ability to recover, like. He hyperextended his knee. Yeah. And we thought, damn. It's over. We see our whole trophy go before our eyes. He came pop. He came back. That like, took me out. Plastic he came man. back. When you look at that in slow motion and nasty. see what his knee did, mm-mm, like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. but that, again, that's a testament to him, the work he puts in on his body, him constantly working on his game. That jump shot is going to go, continue to go in and go in at a higher clip mm-hmm. as he gets older. Um, and the type of person he is, man, he's the most humble, elite player I've ever been around in my life, bro. Yeah. Like, like, he's humble. He doesn't bring. He has fun on social media. He uses it like that, but nothing like. He don't dump on nobody else. He yeah. don't hate on nobody else. You know what I'm saying? He's he's respectful, and uh, thankful for everything he gets, and he works his tail off, man, mm-hmm. every day, so, every single day. Nobody plays harder than him. Nah, nobody. Nah. Animal. What album can you listen to with no skips? Album with no skips. There's a couple of them. Illmatic. Two days in a row. Tupac, Me Against the World. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Biggie, Ready to Die. Uh, the Chronic with Dr. Dre. Of course. Ninjas for Life. Mm-hmm. NWA, NWA yes, start dating myself now. Yes, and then. Sir. My my favorite, my go-to, bro, Eric B. and Rakim, Paid, paid in Full, bro. Come on, man. I feel like everybody talking about what was the best era of hip-hop, right? And I go by albums. I think from, no disrespect to anybody before or after, but I think from when Paid in Full dropped, it's 88, the same year I got shot, all the way up to when Big released Life After Death. 96 is? It's 97. 97. Out 97. I started first hearing uh, Paid in Full in 87. Mm-hmm. So yeah. from Paid in Full to. I was, I was 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was 10. I, I was, was on it. it. Yeah, I was yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. Now that was a hell of a run in rap. Oh, dude. Every, and everything in between, you they know, NWA, Wu Tang, Spice I, I jumped off the porch early. But so then I the R&B yeah. was just as dope, the though. The R&B, the, the bro. R&B what happened was to just R&B, as dope? bro? What happened to R&B? Man. I don't know, but the damn show wasn't on that Versus. No. With Amarion and them boys. That was not it. That was not it. You stupid. First thing you do in the morning, last thing you do at night. First thing I do in the morning, I thank God, man. Mm. I thank God. Man, it's hard for me to have a bad day. When you start off like that? As soon as I open my eyes and take that breath, I said, I made it. They they ass in trouble again. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, they got to deal with me again. I made it. And the last thing I do at night, man, is probably I, I, I may watch a documentary on YouTube, hang out with the wife, kick back with her, fall asleep talking to her or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I make it a point after I wake up, before I hit that, get ready to leave the house, give her a kiss, tell her I love her, um, have a great day. And then at nighttime, just kind of doze off, man. I'm a big cigar aficionado. I, smoke, I like yeah. smoking my Churchills, yeah. my Monte Cristos. So, yeah, man, it's 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 just an easy life. It's it's it's, it's on. Yeah, I'm blessed, totally blessed. But then yeah. you know you don't bring nothing on yourself that you're not gonna be able to yeah. handle. Yeah, yeah. So I just stay low key, stay out the way, man, and make sure my people are good. Yeah, mm. that's Love it. it. You plus four in y'all prime on the basket on the blacktop. Ooh, on a black top. So you might have to fight. You might have to do some other shit. Definitely Sam Cassell. Definitely she. Mm-hmm. Give me some shit talking. Oh my God. In the in the best way. Um you say on a black top though. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. Way question. different. Nah, they don't. Way different. The hardwood. Is different from the black top. Mm-hmm. Black top is with a real. Yeah, ain't no metal detectors out God, there. Nah, God rest the dead. <laughs> God rest the dead. Give me my man Anthony Mason. Mm. Um, so good call. So Sam, me, she, Anthony Mason, <laughs> and then um, got three bullies. And I'm going Mario Ellie. Shout Ooh. out to Rio. Rio. Mario yeah. Ellie. Yeah, I like that. That's my guy. We gonna, we gonna win games and beat your ass. That's my guy. <laughs> Rio, however, my guy. Hey, however you want it. <laughs> One message on the billboard for the world to see. Word, message. Wow. That's another good one. Y'all deep, man. You've been, dropping, you've been dropping gems all interviews. So right, just oh, throw man. one of them on the billboard. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I would say this, man. Um... Don't ever think you any greater or any lesser than anyone because we're all human beings first. Hmm. You're no greater or no lesser than anyone because mm. we're all human beings first. Love it. And irregardless of all the p- political madness, the only thing that separates us is our gender. And that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's our gender. Difference. That's the only thing that separates us, man. Everyone has two ears, one nose, one yeah. mouth. Yeah. That's it, bro. So remember, you're a human being first. Right. Through it all. So have compassion, have respect, show love. Because what you put in the universe don't come, back. Don't come back to you. You better believe it. Either hug you or slap you in the face. Yeah. So God mm-hmm. bless y'all, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the time, fellas. Yeah. If you could see one guest from the Lakers on all the smoke, who would it be? <laughs> but uh, you see, you, you have to help it. them, help <laughs> us, you know, get them yeah, on the show. For yeah. sure. Jeannie. Lakers in there. We already had Jeannie on. She was dope. That's why Jack got a crush on her. (laughs) That's my girl. Man. That's That's the homie. homie. No, it don't have to be from the Lakers. Yes, it does. I'm trying to, you see what I'm trying to do? You see what I'm trying to do? I know what you're trying to do. No, we haven't. We haven't. Bronny. That's crazy, Dham. You might, Dham. You might be able to make that motherfucker. He told me plenty of times he wanted to come on the show. But we don't no, get Brian on here, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, put it in his ear. We get Brian on here, man. Yeah, here first. We need the king on here, man. Have y'all? Y'all gotta excuse me, cause I don't be watching a lot. Yeah, that's all good. We ain't had none of your big three. Really? Not even Russ. No, I've been working on. And they both, and they all said they would. We just. I've been working on. I work out with Ray Westbrook. Ray, you owe me your brother, motherfucker. Let's go. You've been talking about it for a minute, but no, that'd be dope. Any of them, we'd appreciate it. Yes, sir. D. Kane. 
Eight years. You know, one thing about D. Ham, too, is he's a man of his words. So y'all are fans. Y'all expect him. You got a real one. We're going to make it happen, man. Nah, y'all, but, y'all been to the shop? Y'all, y'all been nah, before, we have We waiting on him. Come on, it's easy. Yeah, we here. We ready. We ready. Yeah. Before we get out of here, Tanisha, thank you very much. My long-time Tanisha, homie. Sure. She took uh, care of me for a couple months while yeah. I got traded. <laughs> I, had it with, I had it with the Clippers. She's with the uh, Lakers now. One of the yeah. best in the business. Thank you for making this happen. Yeah. Jack. You got a gift, but before we give you the gift, man, we just really wanted to, man, congratulations, man. It's Appreciate been a beautiful it, nah, You paid your dues Appreciate 10 it, years. You've learned from a lot of greats. And the second, we, I think we might even talked about it on our show, the second you were hired, I'm like, this is exactly, this is not going to be easy, but this is exactly what they need. I appreciate that, and man. We, uh, I mean, we but you know, man, like every time I see you guys, you two specifically, it's always love, man. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we keep it real. Yep. No matter, ain't going to be a whole bunch of false... Mm-mm. Narratives we all fall, just fake. We similar. Fake talking like a lot of these people do. Yeah. Um, Straight shoot. We real live locked in with one yeah. another. And man. we sure. really and we really support each other in a Absolutely. real way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When, when the real one make it, feel like we made it. So Absolutely. You being a coach, feel like we coaching. So I'm just yeah. I'm just happy you're in that position, bro. Hey man, y'all y'all anytime you need me, yeah. bro. Oh yeah, we gonna check back in. Welcome. We gonna check back yeah. in during the season because it's gonna be a roller coaster. <laughs> just show that love, man. Man, we, we got, got a some for you too, collab. Bro. You got uh, one of the shirts on, but legends yeah, and all the smoke. For, we appreciate you, man. Quick. Man, thank you again, Darvin Ham, the new head coach of Los Angeles Lakers. You can catch this on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. Absolutely. See y'all next week. Thanks for having me. This is All a Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at&t connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream connect the shower Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.